Welcome to One Mind Zen. Today's talk is given by Unsan Chita. It strikes me that there are two kinds of people. There are the people who, when people come over to their house, they hang out in the kitchen or they hang out in the living room or the parlor, if you prefer. Nobody hangs out in the dining room. It's one or the other. Kitchen, living room. And some people will be very uncomfortable if they have to hang out in the other one than they're accustomed to. My habit has been uh, largely predicated on where the door is. An apartment I had in New York, door went right into the kitchen, and there were days that I didn't see the living room at all. And now it's more of a living room thing, but I still hang out in the kitchen a lot. So I guess inherently I'm a kitchen person, but I'm adaptable. But in order for kitchen person to arise, living room person also has to arise. If there weren't that split between the living room person and the kitchen person, there'd be no reason to have any sort of category of one or the other. You'd just be hanging out. If there is beauty, there must be ugliness. If there is right, there must be wrong. Wisdom and ignorance are complementary, and illusion and enlightenment cannot be separated. This is an old truth. Don't think it was discovered recently. I want this, I want that is nothing but foolishness. I'll tell you a secret. All things are impermanent. That was Ryokan. When I was taking the Bodhisattva precepts out at the San Francisco Zen Center, I had longer hair than this. And it got pretty ratty when it was long. So I decided, okay, well, taking the precepts, that's kind of a big deal. So... As it turns out, I was amazed at how big a deal it was. I was figuring, oh, it's Zen, they're gonna like, here, here's your paperwork, fair play to you. And no, there was actually quite a bit of a ceremony to it. But anyway, the day before I decided, okay, I think I'm gonna get a haircut. City center is in the lower height and Market Street is fairly close to there. So I figured, all right, Market Street, got to be able to find a barber shop or something there. So I walk down to Market Street. I come upon this one barber shop, beauty parlor. Don't know exactly what it was. They weren't gender specific. And what caught my eye about the thing was the fact that there was a Buddha 
fairly large one, probably like five, six feet tall altogether, including pedestal, just sitting in the middle of the room, in between chairs. And I figured, okay, I don't know if it's an auspicious sign or not, but it's pretty cool, so these guys are cutting my hair. They were Chinese or Japanese or whatever it was, they didn't speak English, so there was some interesting sign language going on. Uh, and it worked out fine. I actually looked very respectable. Someone once asked Wu Men, what is Buddha? He replied, dry shit on a stick. Perceiving that is the same point. This is moment-to-moment -moment life. We call this the treasure of Buddha. Beauty does not come from the outside appearance of things. It is the treasure of Buddha. Beauty means that when your mind is not moving, everything is beautiful. That's Zen Master Sung San. So the point of that is that we make beauty, we make ugly. And aside from the fact that our perceptions of what qualifies as ugly and what qualifies as beautiful will change over the years, something that we think of as beautiful when we're young may not be the same when we're old and vice versa, and we don't typically give that a whole lot of thought. But the point of noticing that is that what's beautiful or what's ugly hasn't really necessarily changed any. Probably has, given impermanence and all that. But even if it were the same thing that was beautiful or ugly and it lasted as that same form for however long it took for us to change our perception of it. It didn't do anything differently about whatever form it was. Our thinking made it different. From the Tao Te Ching, point of beauty, then ugly must arise. Distinguishing the good, not good, comes into being. So this makes that, if life, then death, if long, then short. Difficult and simple produce each other, high and low shape each other, front and back fulfill each other, first and last subsume each other. Duets and are counterpoints to harmonies. True people teach without a word. They are themselves thus act without exerting effort. Immersed in flow, no starting and no stopping, no placing claims, no holding on, no merit and no fault. Same thing. So there's this, I hate to use the word thing, but it's the only one I can come up with at this moment and any other word would just be as inadequate. So I'll go with thing. The Dharma Datu. Dharmadhatu is 
without going into any analogies or metaphors, it's everything. It's every bit of phenomena, it's every bit of noumena, it's every, every, every freaking thing. There's no differentiating in the Dharma Dhatu. It's not like there's the Dharma Dhatu and then there's me as the plus one on the, on the great cosmic guest list. And yet we take our thinking and I'm glad you're enjoying that. <laughs> we, we take our thinking that, that space in between our ears and start divvying up the Dharma Dhatu into things, into separate things. In Huayan, there is the realm of differentiation and then there's the realm of non-differentiation. This is a stick and this is a nice cushiony little yellow floor that I guess is good to fall on when you're taking a Taekwondo class. But in the big picture, as Sulsan would say, it's all made of cookie dough. Different animals come out in the big box of animal crackers, but they're all made of the same stuff. And you'll hear some people say it's all stardust and things of that nature. And that's fine, except that that makes stardust into something. It sort of reifies it when there's really no reifying to be done. Because as soon as you do that, you are once again differentiating. If we want to call what's pleasant to the eye beautiful and what's unpleasant to the eye as ugly, we're going to be caught in that constant battle between like and dislike, this and that, ugly beauty. And it's not like in beauty there is ugliness and in ugliness there is beauty because that's still keeping them as two separate things. When you get down to it, they really aren't any different. You take two people walking down the street, point at something and say, beautiful or ugly, and who knows what kind of response you'll get. It could be one is saying it's ugly, the other one is saying it's beautiful. Doesn't make either one of those opinions correct, and it doesn't make the thing in and of itself either beautiful or ugly. If it were a fire hydrant, the fire hydrant didn't wake up this morning and say, man, 
I am one hot fire hydrant. Or, I wish I didn't have such a big nut on my spout or whatever the hell fire hydrants have that loosen up to let water out. Just is. It doesn't think I'm a fire hydrant. Let alone does it think that I'm a good-looking fire hydrant. I just want to close with something from one of my favorite pieces written that I quote from all the time, except I'm quoting from the end of it this time instead of the first verse. It's from the third patriarch's Jin Jin Ming, emptiness here, emptiness there, but the infinite universe stands always before your eyes, infinitely large and infinitely small. No difference for definitions have vanished and no boundaries are seen. So too with being and non-being. Don't waste time in doubts and arguments that have nothing to do with this. One thing, all things, move among and intermingle without distinction. To live in this realization is to be without anxiety about non-perfection. To live in this faith is the road to non-duality because the non-dual is one with the trusting mind. Words, the way is beyond language, for in it there is no yesterday, no tomorrow, no today. So when we walk down the street and there's a Buddha sitting in a beauty parlor, Where else would he be? That was Unsan Chita. Thank you for joining us at One Mind Zen. One Mind Zen is a Sangha in the Five Mountain Zen Order in the lineage of Sung San and Tik Tian An, located in Northampton, Massachusetts.